Welcome to Pepe Sanchez, episode 15. I'm Seth Allen. That's Hey Seth Allen, all platforms. This is my secret basketball podcast. You found it. Pepe doesn't know about this. Thanks for listening. Um, This is a special episode. Uh, Just completed the annual tradition, the tradition unlike any other, of going to the Nike Hoop Summit uh, here in Portland. Um, But first, I want to give a a shout out and a first, let's call it the Pepe's Pepe's Dime of the Week. Pepe's dime of the week uh, goes to Kevin Loritzen at the real Kevy Kev on IG. Um, talked to me at my my show last week at Gigantic Brewing. Uh, said he he likes the Asheville pot and said he also listens to the Pepe Sanchez pot. And that's the first time someone in the wild that uh, doesn't already talk to me has has told me they listen to the pod. So thank you, Kevin, the real Kevy Kev. You are Pepe's dime of the week. Okay, he is he is pretty hot, hot guy. All right, uh, so Hoop Summit. I've been going to Hoop Summit. Who boy? Too long, you know. Um, oh, there's my Chinese food. Hold on, thank you. Hold on. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> oh. I uh, got some uh, got some sweet and sour chicken, some spring rolls. So I'll get into that in a bit. Um, what if the rest of this was just me grossly eating into a microphone? All right. So uh, I've been going a long time. Some great memories. Some you know, it's a it's like a I would say much like the NBA dunk contest. There's a there's a high variable of what the experience is going to be at the hoop summit, right? I mean, at its peak, you'll see some stuff you will never forget. You'll be introduced to some players that will like form a. They're they're introducing themselves to to you in a way. You know what I mean? If you you'll you'll form a memory, an impression of them that will be unshakable, no matter how the rest of their career goes. Um, you know, I I think the first one I went to uh, was John Wall was in it, and he was so dominant. Uh, the world team could not bring the ball up the floor. Uh, and so they had to have, I believe it was Mana Junis, uh, play point guard. And it was really cool to see like how versatile he was and how he could do that. And uh, he is no longer in the league, but he was for a while. And John Wall, of course, is on the available. Is available. Okay. But, you know, so I've been going for a long time and uh, – always enjoy it i would say this this year was i knew it was going to be different and also shout outs to um all my pals who were there uh ran into got to see corbin smith he was he was bulldozing his way through the, around the stadium writing an article for rolling stone uh, i went with a friend of the friend of the pod co-mayor of the asheville podcast shane brennan we sat in the same row as andy clark and sam whiteley from the Peyton years uh, texted a little with uh, Eric Garcia Gunderson and, and Weisenberg because they were there covering it as well. So, you know, oh, Morgan was also there. Everyone was at the Hoop Summit this year. And um, also a lot of celebrities were there. Uh, LeBron James was courtside. Draymond Green was courtside. Steve Kerr, Chris Bosh. I mean, uh, this is one of those years where every everyone was kind of there. And there, uh, or Nurkic was there at some point. And this was, <laughs> there's years where, uh, the biggest celebrity sighting I see is uh, I've seen is a uh, E. Jianlian, all right, <laughs> which was 
super exciting for me, of course. Uh, but you know, there's there's years where Easy E is the is the this is the biggest celeb you you spot in the crowd. So this was a, a a lot more attention on the hoop summit, a much more high profile event than in normal years. And uh, of course, that was a hundred percent because of Bronny James was playing in the game. Um, that's part of the Bronny effect. It's and I saw him, you know, when Sierra Canyon played in the Les Schwab Invitational. Uh, what was that? It was several months ago, um, and I saw it there. And I saw it now in kind of a bigger setting in the Moda Center. I saw it in the high school gym last time. But there is a so Bronny is I nobody. I don't think there's another person on earth who can really relate to what his lived experience has been like. Just being you know LeBron James' son, and then being a social media celebrity to ten to twelve year olds, like a really big one, uh, and then. Um, also choosing to you know follow the path of his dad who's like you know top two one three whatever way you want to argue it player of all time um and then just going around like i mean it's you see the camera crew you see security and and the security around brawny is not normal security it is uh it is like very like highly trained ex-military vibe uh sleeve tattoo dead eyes jacked um one guy wearing a a trident uh pendant on his collar and i was sitting there with uh shane who's ex-military and he's like oh that's tip of the spear that means that's like a little you know that means you're like a grunt like a you know trigger man kind of thing so like these are these are uh these are these are killing machines protecting <laughs> Bronny James. He's surrounded by killing machines, and it is funny because mostly they're defending him against getting bum rushed by children. Um, and they have these little tactical backpacks, and we were contemplating what's in the backpack. It's probably it would be funny if it's just like, you know, little orange slices and and goldfishes and, <laughs> and treats for the kids playing in the game. <laughs> uh, but it's also interesting I mean if you are like the best of the best in private security you actually probably end up with the easiest of the easiest jobs right in a way because it's like the the just like you end up like following around very rich celebrities you you know I don't know it's it, it's strange it, it's it's a strange vibe and along with that comes uh thousands of screaming children who don't really appear to like basketball or know anything about basketball or really know who anyone is they know that Bronny is a celebrity that they that they love it's very strange i mean the child sitting behind us one of the most annoying people i've ever met in my life um just screaming um didn't know who any of the players were but it's like someone would tell him like uh, that is chris bosh and then he would spend the rest of the game screaming at chris's name to try to get Chris to keep looking at him and he would be on his phone so he wouldn't see any of the plays so then his dad would tell him oh Bronny just scored he's like oh Bronny scored and then he's back on his phone then he's back to screaming at Chris Bosh really uh really put hate it'll put hate in your heart for for children uh if you ask me but I digress um oh there was another effect that was making the the experience a little more different and likely annoying than typical than typical this year and that is Bronny's um possibility of going to the University of Oregon so there's a lot of uh 
moronic duck fans screaming, go to Oregon, just screaming it at them from the stands. Goddamn middle-aged men in, like, black and white camouflage U of O hoodies. Go to Oregon, buddy! Yeah! It's like, ugh. I don't think you realize how off-putting you are, sir. And it made me really hope that Bronny does not go to Oregon. And honestly, like, with everything that comes around Bronny, I honestly don't think Eugene can accommodate that. I think he has to go to USC um, because, you know, he can stay in a secured location. He can stay in the compound or, you know, they can set some up something up closer to school if he wants to live off campus for him. But being in L.A., I think he needs that uh, – you know, it's like Justin Bieber. Like, he can't be in an uncontrolled environment, in an uncontained environment. It's got to be secure, locked down, obviously luxurious. And, you know, you, they clear the hallway before Bronny comes through it. You know what I mean? So, it, it, he's there's no... there's It's very strange. I've never seen anything like it in uh, in uh, <laughs> high school basketball easily or in anything. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, it's, it's just strange it's very strange um there's also i think the the game itself it opened up this was kind of i mean it it was really the first half i would describe it hoop summit i would say more like poop summit <laughs> uh because they sucked and that was you know it reminds you yeah these are children uh and they're very talented but they're children and they're they're working on it and i think it might have had i think the the um so many like famous people being courtside might have contributed to the nerves because there was just a lot of like bobbling, a lot of tripping over own you know growth spurt, <laughs> mid growth spurt sized <laughs> eighteen feet, and a lot of like can't catch the ball, can't make a simple play that you know they have made thousands and thousands of times. But I mean, LeBron James is sitting courtside, and Draymond Green is sitting courtside. Um, Draymond had a great moment, by the way, because they showed him on the Jumbotron, Jumbotron and the crowd started booing. And when he realized that he like stuck his tongue out and just started laughing and people booed more and, and then everyone started laughing. I like, you know, Draymond, I like him. I like Draymond Green. He's hard not to like for me. Uh, so it was fun how he, he had fun with that. And the, you saw that like crack LeBron up too. It was fun. It was a fun time. Um, <laughs> we also bird we also booed, <laughs> the crowd also booed Steve Kerr. Uh, who didn't really like play into it. He just acted like he wasn't being booed uh, and just like did a friendly wave to the camera. And, uh, you know, just like a, you would expect a CIA plant to do. Okay, moving on. All right. Um, I would say it's time for – the one thing I look for out of Hoop Summit every year is uh, I'm – I mean, of course, I like a lot of times I know who, who some of these players are because I'm a I'm – a, kind of a, a, a nerd and a loser for for learning about basketball prospects but uh it's also they're like they're on a big stage and it's like you know they're introducing themselves to the world in a in effect or it, it in, a, in a sense right and so and and also like hoop summit hype is career altering um you know dennis schroeder terrence ferguson there are there are these Livio Charles, I think was one. There are players who ball out at Hoop Summit and are suddenly, they weren't first round picks and now they are, right? Uh, because, you know, all the scouts are here. They watch them all the, in all the practices. And if they play well in the game as well, um, you know, it, it can really like alter someone's career. And maybe someone is suddenly a first round pick who who wasn't 
uh, before uh, Hoop Summit, you know? Um, so I'm always like, who's going to pop for me? Who's going to become one of my guys, you know, going forward? Who's going to be someone that I am an unshakable believer and fan of no matter how the rest of their career goes from here? I'm going to call this, this is going to, I'm going to call us winners of the Terrence Ferguson slash Nico Mannion My Guide Award. No, let's see. Let me say that again. Winners of the Terrence Ferguson slash Nico Mannion My Guy Award. All right. And Terrence, he balled out one year. I mean, just hitting threes. I was like, this dude is Ray Allen 2.0, baby. Let's go. And then uh, Australia scooped him up, paid him a bunch of money to go over there instead of going to college for a year, came over. Uh, played for the Thunder, started for them for a while, and he's still a young guy, but he is in Poland, balling right now. Um, Nico Mannion, of course, uh, uh, a viral star, I would say, in high school, as as a redheaded uh, point guard who dunks. He was a <laughs> made instantly uh, a viral celebrity, um, and he was so goddamn good at the Hoop Summit. Um, I remember. He, it was he was matched up against Cole Anthony. Even Nico was representing Italy, even though he's like from Arizona. Uh, and he was he was he, he was uh, they were matched up, and he was cooking Cole Anthony so thoroughly. Well done, steak. Dip it in ketchup if you're a monster. All right, it's burnt already. You can't get more burnt than burnt. Uh, that they had to pull Cole Anthony. They had to switch Cole Anthony off of him in the second half. And I think if Cole Anthony was a person who was capable of embarrassment, that would have broken him. That would have humiliated him. But Cole Anthony, as we saw in the dunk contest when he put on the boots and was horrible, he does, I don't think he, I think he is a person who just cannot be embarrassed. He just doesn't have that personality uh, trait in him. Uh, so, so uh, love both those guys. Nico, I know he 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 bounced around. He went like G League, kind of trying to get in with the Warriors, off and on. Uh, would pop in for some games, for some stretches. Go down to the G League. Uh, he also had some real serious health issues for a while. So I'm I'm glad to see that he's back. He's playing in Italy now for the Italian national team, and he's still super young because he only played one season uh, at Arizona. So he's still like. You know, he still has a has a bright future ahead of him, either at high level pro in Europe or he could still come back over here. I'm sure. Um, but I digress once again. <laughs> Another thing too is I can't shake the the assumption in my mind. I've seen so much hoop summit, and it, it surprises me every time because the way it's presented, the world the world roster, you just assume these players are actually from that country. Like the way it's like, oh, they went to, you know, they went to Nigeria and got this guy. They went, to, they went to Canada and got this guy. And then you like look them up and it's like, well, this guy's from New Jersey. <laughs> but, you know, we got to fill out this roster. You know, about, I would say about half of them are actually like from that country. They're born and raised in that country. And then a bunch of them are from, uh, you know, the U.S. and they have uh, a parent who is a parent or two or a grandparent from that other country. And this is just a good opportunity for them (laughs) to play on a world stage. So, you know, they take it. Um, The Kyle Wilchers of the world, I think. Did he play for uh, Canada in the Hoop Summit? Maybe. Okay. Um, But last year's Hoop Summit, for all the annoying um, people 
and which is not Bronny's fault. It just is inevitable with with the the strange space that he occupies in in our culture right now. It's just like with all the annoyance around that, um, a, a, a handful and a, and a real sloppy do poop summit first half. Several players really popped for me this year. I was like, I like this. I like this game. I like this person's game. I'm into them. I'm a fan of them for this reason, that reason, which didn't happen last year. So overall, I actually think it was a better hoop summit than last season. Um, you know, I was looking for who's who's going to be the the Terrence Ferguson, Nico Mannion, my guy, possibly false positive award winner. And last year, I couldn't find one. I mean, and I'm looking. I want to like. I want to love. I want to fall in love. Um, and I think I thought about. It. I was like, I, I was like, maybe I guess Derek Whitehead, but I was really, I, I felt that was forced, you know. Um, and maybe that was telling because none of the players last year uh, really set the world on fire in their in their subsequent seasons right i mean a, a, a handful of those guys had super solid years um you know walker for for houston grady dick who of course i was uh, asked to leave the area for taking a picture of his family it's solid for camp i mean they, they, a few of them had solid seasons and they'll be in the nba very soon but um nobody really like set the world on fire you know from that from that class their following year. And I don't think that's going to be the case with these, with the, with this crew, with this cohort. Cause I had, uh, I had a bunch of guys. Like I, I liked their game. And then I had like, Oh, this is my guy. Right. And the first one, Isaiah Collier, number one player in the country point guard going to be great at USC. Um, and then Boogie Ellis announced that he's coming back to USC. So it's going to be interesting to see Collier try to integrate with Boogie um, who I think is 35 years old at this point. I think he's come back for season five. Um, but I honestly, I think Collier, and again, this game is the only thing I've ever seen him play. I, have, I haven't seen any other games or anything with Collier, I don't think. Uh, but he seemed like he could be an on-ball, off-ball. He's, he's what they used to call true point guardy enough that he could he could play off the ball with a with a guy who is kind of a needs the ball to score to be doing anything kind of guy. Um, so I think U- USC is going to be real Hooper central uh, next season. It'll be very fun to watch. Uh, and I think, I think Isaiah's game, it seems like he could work with that. He seems like he could figure that out with Boogie. Um, I also was, uh, this guy, uh, Mackenzie Mbako, kind of just quietly at first took over. He's one of those guys who I looked up and I'm like, oh, that guy has 16 points. And it's like, you know, pretty early in the third quarter and then once i started watching and then he just started gradually taking over more and more not much not a lot of forcing just like a smooth like uh you know that type of uh small forward that the nba loves mckenzie and Baco. he's going to duke next year he's representing nigeria so it's like oh that's cool i look him up he's from new jersey he's from new jersey he was also in the hoop summit last year uh, where he just had like two points in that game. It played like 20 minutes. So he, he got minutes last year, but didn't get a lot of uh, opportunity in the game. And so he made the most out of uh, his second second round. A rare two-timer, a rare Hoop Summit veteran. Um, you know, so he, he had a real smooth game. Um, Ron Holland, again, I enjoy his game. Uh, you going to Texas. I saw him at the Les Schwab Invitational. Duncanville was here. That, which was a, just a really fun team to watch, you know, fast and high flying and all that stuff. And he's, he's good. He was also wearing these, um, these shoes that I couldn't, I didn't know. Shane is a big shoe guy. So I said, Shane, what are those shoes? He goes, hmm, he was stomped. 
Um, so I, I, I texted uh, Eric Garcia Gunderson and, and Weissenberg, who were watching the game, and 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 I was like, "What are those shoes?" And they were they were both like, "I don't actually, I don't know either." So uh, shout out to Eric Garcia Gunderson because he was covering the game as media, so he actually went up to Ron and asked him what the shoes were, um, which was great. You know, I, I love having I love having contacts who can get this critical information for me. Um, and they were they were Kobe's, which which was known, but we couldn't figure out the kind. And they said they were um, PJ Tucker Player Edition Kobe's. So he's got, you know, PJ known for being the most the most shoeiest, the most sneakerheadiest uh, connoisseur in the league. Ron Holland is already wearing PJ Tucker's shoes. He's light years ahead in his in his uh, discernment. I would say that bodes well. All right. He's going to Texas. There's a Texas fan seating, sitting next to me who was just going ballistic, like as, as Ron uh, played. So <laughs> that was cool. And then another guy, Aiden Holloway, who was who was representing Canada, point guard, uh, big hair, bigger swag. And he he was overmatched, I would say, by, by the likes of Collier. Uh, but uh, the swag never wobbled. He still made plays. I really liked the, the confidence and the style that he plays with. And I was like, oh, cool, swaggy Canadian. Let me look this up. Oh, he's born and raised in North Carolina. <laughs> he plays for Prolific Prep in California. <laughs> but he's got a Canadian mom. So he's taking the, the goddamn opportunity that's in front of him. So great get for Team Canada. I don't know if he's actually played in their in their national team um, program yet, but they should make that happen immediately. They should claim that. They'll get a lot more out of him than old Kyle Wilcher, uh, I believe. So uh, that another sweet move for, for Canada, another another – Another Canadian baller. This one from North Carolina. Um, I, you know, we made a full day of going to the Hoop Summit. Uh, you know, we went to uh, Michael Jordan's Steakhouse before just to taste excellence. And, of course, as everyone told us, it was going to be not good. But I'm sure I'll get into that on, on Assville uh, if you listen to the Assville podcast, uh, which please do. Um and also, we're considering changing the name of the Asheville podcast, which could be interesting. We'll see what goes on here. Turns out a lot of businesses don't like putting Asheville on things. Anyways, who could have saw that coming? Um, I think that's going to be it. Hoop Summit recap. Uh, congratulations to all the winners of the Terrence Ferguson slash Nico Mannion My Guy Award. Uh, enjoy your career. I will be monitoring it. This person you never met will occasionally uh, see how you're doing. Uh, we'll type your name into the, his web browser, this middle-aged man in, in Oregon. Um, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. And congratulations to Pepe's inaugural Dime of the Week, Kevin Loritzen. If you listen to this pod, feel free to let me know. I mean, I see, <laughs> I do confirm that people listen to it because of, like, the stats. Uh, but, you know, we never really uh, interact much. So, <laughs> hey, Seth out all platforms. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, it's Chinese food time. I'm going to eat this chicken and rice. Everyone have a good day.